Have you ever thought about how our world is being shaped? Where are we headed and what might we leave behind? You're listening to Nextcasts, presented by Swissnext San Francisco, where we examine the forces shaping our emergent future through conversations with scientists, entrepreneurs, artists, and designers. Welcome to our final episode of our Signals of the Future podcast series, recorded live at CES in Las Vegas. Our CEO, Joya Deutscher, interviews Michael Hengartner, the president of the University of Zurich. They discuss the importance of lifelong learning and the role human connection plays in education, innovation and progress. Here's their conversation from the stage. Okay, welcome to Nextcasts on Air, Swiss Nexus podcast, here live from CES. Um, today, actually, we have the pleasure of having the president of the University of Zurich, Michael Hengartner, with us. Michael, could I just start off with having you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Joya. It's a great pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm genetically Swiss. I grew up in Canada. I spent about uh, 15 years in the States. I'm currently the president of the University of Zurich. And it's a uh, great fun to be here. My first time at CES, actually. Your first time at CES. Why are you here? Really good question. I, I think it's an um, extremely vibrant meeting. It's a place where people with a lot of great ideas create new products, uh, new uh, solutions come together, we learn from each other, we uh, energize, we network, we go home with even more ideas what we could do next. Wonderful. So maybe yesterday you had the chance to go on a relatively exhaustive tour. I don't think there is an exhaustive tour of CES, it's just too big. What is it that most blew your mind, if anything? There were a lot of interesting things. I was particularly interested in uh, mobility. And in health. I didn't see anything that was completely revolutionary, but many new steps forward. And if you combine these steps, I think actually you have now new solutions, particularly in the personalized health area, that do make a, a huge difference in the life of people. Mm -hmm. So I saw that there are very few universities here yet that have an official presence. I believe the Fraunhofer Institute as a research institution. I believe I also saw a Korean university um, a few corners down. What do you think could be the role, maybe not yet, but maybe in the future, of universities at a show, at a fair, like the Consumer Electronics Show in here in Las Vegas? So the challenge for universities is that the products that leave our institutions are often much too early to be warrant being shown at CES. Um, so I think that it's more that we come to learn here we come to get inspired. We come to get ideas. How could we perhaps combine two new technologies or put the technology to a new use? Um, we come here to see what we could teach our students so that they are prepared to innovate in the next, uh, next years to come. And so from this point of view, it's continuing education, I think, for the universities more than us teaching the people here uh, because they've all been through the universities. They all know what we can do and we can't do. So that's a good point. Let me maybe latch on to that a little bit more. So you say we come here to actually learn, possibly even influence the curriculum of what we teach the students in universities in Switzerland. 
how, I mean, we live in this ever accelerating world. Technology is accelerating by the day, computing power, etc. Everything around us is changing and it is changed, changing everything we do and how we do it, including work and what work is and how we move in the world of work and the professional careers. At the University of Zurich, how do you prepare students for this ever-changing, accelerating world? Yeah, it's a challenge, right? So, um, you know Lewis Carroll, um, Alice? So, in, in his sequel, Through the Looking Glass, Alice talks to the Red Queen. And in the land of the Red Queen, you need to run as fast as you can, just so to stay where you are. I feel today we're a little bit in the Red Queen world. We need to learn to continuously adapt, to continually evolve, just so that we can stay where we are. And so how can you take this now to the students? Two things. First, we don't teach them knowledge, we teach them skills. Knowledge will become obsolete in a few years. And among these skills, perhaps the most important one is we need to teach them that they need to learn how to learn. So they need to be mm -hmm. continuously able to learn new things. The second thing they need to leave us with is the conviction that they will never cease to learn. Yes, they get a degree from us, they leave, but that's just a step. They will continue to have to learn. And we, of course, help them in that by offering uh, attractive continuing education programs. Um, but basically, every one of these students who go into the wild world need to know they're on a journey of learning for the rest of their lives. And we need to make sure that they get this knowledge ingrained in them by the time they leave. So as a university, your primary mandate beyond research is actually teaching. How do you think technology is influencing the way that we teach? And how will people learn in the future? Maybe what could be the wildest ideas you have about how people will learn in the future? In the distant future, perhaps brain implants will help us learn while we sleep. Who knows? Um, but by and large, I think that the university is a place, it's not, it's not a tool. It's a place where people come together. Our students learn more from their peers, perhaps, than from the professors. And so, yes, we can have new technologies, massive open online courses, flipped classrooms, uh, clever gadgets, apps. But at the end, the students come to the university to meet and to exchange. I can teach them, but the most important thing I can do as a teacher is get them excited and reduce the activation energy so that they want to learn. Mm -hmm. And this is a very human behavior, and it's not something that will change dramatically over the years. And so I think that basically the way we learn is ingrained in our DNA and probably will continue for quite a while to come. Mm -hmm. So in a way, humans... You, the, the two concepts I'm hearing here is, on the one hand, lifelong learning as an absolute necessity, and the other one is human as social animals, and we actually learn through interaction with other humans. Interactions and tools. Of course, the tools are essential, but they're, not in, they're, they're an addition, they're an enhancement, they're not a replacement. I'm sure when Gutenberg came out with the print, mm -hmm. people said, oh, why do you go to university? Just read the book. It's all in the book. Universities haven't disappeared after Gutenberg. Universities will not disappear in the 21st century, again, because the human relationship cannot be replaced today. Very interesting. Let me take this conversation in a slightly different direction. Education in general and universities in particular have a very important play and role to play in helping humanity 
address the most pressing challenges in this world. Take climate change, Australia is burning. Take digitalization and the impacts on society and our democracies. I think I don't have to give examples. We know where this can go wrong. What do you think is the role of universities in general, but maybe also particularly your university, University of Zurich, in addressing these challenges? And can you give us maybe one specific example for how you do that? Our three missions are generating new knowledge, training experts, and bringing knowledge to society. And I think in all three of these missions, we have a very important role to play. I think that we will not address today's challenges without new innovation. At least partially it will be technological solutions that will help us. These will have to come out of the universities. Mm -hmm. The second thing is we need to train the people that will be able to generate this knowledge or to implement it. We also need to make sure that all the students that we train that will not be innovators, not be entrepreneurs, also understand the challenges and can react to them. Our lawyers, our business people, our bankers need to know what they're up against. And thirdly, the knowledge transfer, giving the society the knowledge it needs to make the right decisions. Society makes the decisions, but they need to be enlightened. And we can produce the facts. We can give them a platform where they can exchange openly and critically so that they can then at the end make the decisions that are right for society. Can I maybe give you one last word? that you could say a little bit more about, which is the Digital Society Initiative. I think one very specific one that the University of Zurich has decided to tackle. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And maybe even, is there a link? Can you take this back somehow to CES? So the digitalization of society is one of the broadest and most interesting challenges, perhaps, that we have. It will not only change the way we operate, the way we work. Some jobs disappear, new jobs appear but it will also affect the way we interact with each other. So the question is, how can we address this as a society? How can we make sure that privacy gets respected, democracy stays an option, fake news does not overwhelm us, and we need to tackle this not from only one point of view, from many different points of view, technological, legal, social, you could even argue from an emotional point of view. And so the Digital Society Initiative is a university-wide initiative but people from all the, the different areas of the university, from medicine to engineering to philosophy, can come and work together to first look how this thing is affecting us, B, discover and discuss options, and C, make sure that this knowledge then gets given to the next generation through courses of study. So it's one way how we can bring down the barriers, it's one way that very nicely demonstrates why silos today are, are dangerous. We need to work together to address this. And of course, it will produce solutions which might then generate products or services, which again, might then at the end show up at CES. Great. Thank you very much. Very interesting exchange, Michael. Michael Hengartner, president of the University of Zurich and actually Swiss universities as well. Thank you very much. Sure, yeah. Great pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you.